Hello and welcome to the Life Enchanted podcast. We're on a mission to optimize our lives through faith, health, wisdom, and much more. Thank you for joining us on our journey. Here now is our host, Nick Carlisle. What is good, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Life Enchanted. My name is Nick Carlisle, and I have the pleasure of being your host as we nerd out on all things faith, health, interesting, and optimizing. The goal here is to help you live a better life, my friends. Simple as that. And selfishly, it helps me as well as I am forced to rearticulate things and teach things to you guys and dive deep into content with guests who have valuable wisdom to share with the world. So it is a win-win for both of us. Praise God for the internet. A couple of things before we dive into today's episode. First, hit me up on Instagram, at nick.carlisle, that is. I am very active on there and would love to connect with you guys personally. Also, I encourage you to check out my website. That's www.mylifeenchanted.com. On there, you can inquire about my holistic life coaching services. You can check out the Truth Pack, which is a little something that's been tremendously helpful and valuable for me in my morning routine and in my pursuit to optimize my day. You can also check out some shirts and hoodies I designed. There's a free 25-page eating guide on there, a little PDF I developed. I'll put the link to all of that in the show notes below this episode. Lastly, and most importantly, please leave a rating and possibly write a review of Life Enchanted on whatever podcast platform you're using. I'm trying to grow this thing, and I need you guys to help me do that. You play an integral part there, so sharing any of my content on Instagram or any of these podcast episodes would be so much appreciated, and I will love you forever. But that's enough of the housekeeping items from me. Now let's dive into today's episode. All right, what is up, my friends? Nick Carlisle here, and this episode is a little bit different. I'm actually just sitting in my living room right now looking at my Christmas tree in an armchair by myself waiting for my wife to get home, and I was, I just got home from from school. I'm a part-time high school teacher, and I did a little bit of meditation when I got home um, and was just kind of reflecting on some things, and something that I've, a practice that I've adopted recently has really moved the needle for me in regards to anxiety and panic attack. For those of you that don't know, I've struggled with generalized anxiety disorder for a few years now, uh, which is interesting because I, I never had it until recently, as as well as panic disorder, mostly around social anxiety. So I was I was reflecting on things that that I've done for it and that I'm currently doing for it to manage it, to deal with it, to live with it is the best way to put it. And something that, like I said, has really moved the needle for me, I would like to share with you because it could help you. And I want you to keep in mind before I get into this that there's so many different modalities and tactics and tools and things to, to manage stress, manage anxiety, manage fear. And this is just one of them. And you, I want to encourage you to just build your own tool bag. Sorry, I was looking down at my mic to make sure it was working that I was recording here. Um, But I want to encourage you to build your own tool bag, 
to carry with you to deploy different strategies whenever you need them to use them to to utilize the different tools as you see fit okay so this is one of the tools in the tool bag and this is becoming one of my biggest tools perhaps a hammer and there's a lot that goes into this this is a, a deep point here and i will talk about quite a bit of it but it's basically this idea of naming your anxiety with a actual name therefore separating from it and with that looking at it in a non-judgmental way because of what it is at its core nature okay what did i even just say there let me get into it okay so first off you have to start with what is anxiety anxiety at its most basic level is fear it's fear of the future it's fear of what is going to happen but that in and of itself is not a bad thing right that's what kept us alive that's what ensures our survival if there's a car coming at me i want to be fearful if uh, you know, I'm entering a dangerous situation. I want to be hyper aware and a little bit anxious and, you know, on my toes. So it actually serves us. And we've just unfortunately programmed that part of our mind, that fear response of our mind. We've, we've programmed it to past circumstances or traumas or things that have happened so that when we think about those things or we, when we anticipate those things, that fear response is activated. But at its core nature, that fear response is there to protect us. That fear response is something that, that we should appreciate and love about ourselves. That is a good thing. That anxiety that you have is a good thing. The place that it comes from is super pure, but we've distorted it through our interpretations of past things and traumas and all that stuff. So I, I first, the first thing you need to know, the framework that goes into this is looking at your anxiety as, as a good thing. And that's when this idea of naming it is helpful. So giving it an actual name, preferably one syllable name. So my anxiety we'll call it. It's a lot of different things. It's anxiety. It's panic. It's basically the voice in the head. The negative voice in the head is what it is. Uh, my name for, for that voice and those things is Dale. D-A-L-E. Dale. And that name, quick story, that name comes from after college maybe it was during college. Well, my brother's friends, just local dudes in the area when we used to hit up bars and, you know, have fun and stuff, they always used to call each other Dale. I don't know why. They just say, hey, Dale. What's going on, Dale? Everyone was Dale. Dale, Dale, Dale. It's kind of like this silly thing that they did and just kind of a stupid name and kind of a fun name to play with. Sorry, if your name's Dale, no offense to this. It's a great name. But anyways, so I just named my anxiety Dale. That, that was the first thing that popped into my head. It was super natural for me to just, whoa, I dropped the recorder. It was just super natural for me to... Uh, label it that. So Dale and Dale is this person that exists inside me. And instead of Dale being this, this, this person who I dislike and who I fear and who I want to, um, um, I want to remove from my body. Dale's the homie. Dale's a good dude. Dale is pure. 
at his core. He just wants to protect me because Dale loves me. Dale wants me to thrive and survive. But Dale has been thrown off because of the stories that I've told Dale. Be fearful of this. Watch out for this, etc., etc. So, but at its core nature, I, I like Dale. I empathize with Dale. I see where he's coming from. He's a good dude, but he's also kind of an idiot because I've trained him the wrong way. So I look at Dale just kind of like, hmm, yeah, dude, come on, bro. Like, what are you doing, Dale? There's Dale again. Look what he's doing. How cute. It's kind of like a how cute situation, right? So being able to now catch myself in fear-based thought loops, negative-based thought loops, being able to catch myself there I can then separate from it and recognize them as Dale. Oh, there's Dale again. Look at what Dale is trying to do. And when I do that, I try to identify why Dale is trying to protect me. I say like, oh, there's Dale again. Look at him trying to protect me from um, being fearful at this social, you know, or from having a panic attack at the social gathering or whatever. It's like, that's cute. It's cool, Dale. I got it, man. It's just a, it's just a social gathering. I got it. You're good. You need, you can chill. So that little separation is super helpful, but the key is to identify when you are indeed in a negative thought loop. That's the hardest part about all of this. I I said that in passing, and that's a big point because that's the whole goal of meditation. That's the whole goal of awareness, right, is to be aware that you are not your thoughts, that you are the observer outside of your thoughts you are the the consciousness watching the thoughts one analogy that i like to use is or that i've heard and also that i like to use is this analogy of the sky and the clouds most people think that they are the clouds the thoughts that are kind of just drifting and floating and bouncing around one to the next when in reality you are the sky your consciousness who you are at a core level is the sky and you can observe the clouds going in front of you. So most people don't know that, A, and most people aren't aware um, that they are thinking of themselves the cloud. Like they can't even, they don't even know that you can separate from it. At least I'm speaking from my own experience about four or five years ago, I was that person like, oh, this is actually a thing. How come nobody ever told me this? So the whole idea is, you have to be the sky. Once you are recognizing that you are, once you recognize that, that you are in a negative thought loop and a fear-based thought loop, that you have these feelings, uh, these negative feelings coming up, that's the telltale of the negative thoughts, right? If you're experiencing negative emotion, you grab the thought that's causing the negative emotion and then you separate from it and then you, you label it as whatever name you choose, right? So, that takes practice to do. It's not something you can do overnight. That separation, that awareness, that is, that is, there's a lot of words for that. Awareness, emotional intelligence is another way to put it. Self-awareness, um, disconnection from the ego, disconnection from the false self, living in the present moment, flow state. Like a lot of these things are pretty much synonymous with, with minor nuance in between a couple of them. But 
that's the whole idea is is getting to that place where you are the observer and you are not in con- you are not consumed by your thoughts and your emotions being produced by those thoughts you can manage yourself you are emotionally intelligent you are self-aware enough to know what's going on and you do that through honestly the best way that you can do that is through mindfulness and mindfulness is such a loaded term you can um you know, you can sit in a room and practice mindfulness with your eyes closed in lotus position, or you could be walking down the street practicing mindfulness, just feeling the wind on your face and looking at the, you know, night sky or whatever. There's lots of ways to do mindfulness, but um, a consistent mindfulness practice will allow you to be better at identifying as the sky. Therefore, be better at seeing Dale as Dale so that Dale doesn't ruin your social gathering or doesn't ruin your life, basically, or that Dale is just a little bit more quiet, right? You can just kind of, you know, uh, subdue him a little bit more. So in regards to mindfulness, and again, there's, there's quite a bit of baggage around this too, because people think it means different things. People think it means, you know, it's a nod to Eastern religions that are blasphemous to talk about because they're Christians and stuff like that and to take practices from all of that is in in my opinion is crap and there's a bunch of truth in the mindfulness tradition and it's all throughout scripture as well contemplative prayer mindfulness abiding in the vine being present all that stuff is again very uh, similar it's all the same thing but the way I think about it and the way I talk about it to take kind of the woo-woo spiritual stuff out of it and make it more practical is mindfulness is just a, it's a concentration practice. And that's what it is. I talk to my friends who are actually deep in that world and I ask them about mindfulness and they're like, what do you mean by mindfulness? And then I'm like, well, do you sit there with your eyes closed? And he's like, well, that's a concentration practice. That's not necessarily mindfulness. Oh, concentration practice. That makes more sense because what you are doing when we're talking about like traditional mindfulness sitting there watching your breath with your eyes closed, you're concentrating on your breath. And when you try to concentrate on your breath, you quickly realize that you can't do it for very long and your mind starts to drift off and then you bring your attention back to the breath and you repeat that over and over again, aka you you make yourself concentrate over and over and over and over and over again. You bring awareness um, you train that that concentration muscle, that awareness muscle is what I tell some of my clients. And as you train that awareness muscle of what's going on and that concentration muscle, then you're able to concentrate in real life as you are navigating your real life uh, easier on what you want. So if you want to concentrate on being the sky, you're able to concentrate on being the sky easier. That's how this all works. That's kind of like the mechanism behind it. That's why mindfulness is so helpful is because you're practicing, you're developing, you're strengthening that concentration muscle through a concentration practice. It's like going to the gym for your body, but you're going to the gym for your mind. So that's a good way to think about it. And, um, if you do the the science says that it's like 12 minutes a day to get the benefits of having a stronger concentrate awareness muscle is what I'll call it. There's different ways to say that, but as of right now, it seems like the science says 12 minutes a day, you will have a stronger awareness muscle. So that's the practice to be able to separate from the clouds, uh, identify as the sky and therefore set aside Dale in the corner when Dale starts to speak up 
often, which often happens. If you're an anxious person, if you struggle with panic attacks, anxiety, stuff like that, it, it happens often. It's It overrides your day, most likely, and it consumes your life. And honestly, it's a relief to look at it as something that's friendly and loving as opposed to something that you hate and that you want to get out of your body. Because when you think about hating it and like, why am I like this? If there's... The, if you have thoughts that have shame in them and guilt in them and hate in them and all of that, it creates that energy inside of your body, right? As opposed to these thoughts of love of like, what's up, Dale? Thank you for wanting to protect me, man. Thank you. I love you. You are pure. You are good. And I appreciate your desire to protect me, but we're good, man. You're good. That is such more of a loving place. It creates so much more of a peaceful, calm state inside of your body as opposed to, why am I like this? I hate this. Get this out of me, right? So I don't know. That's been super helpful for me, uh, just that Dale practice. Obviously, I think that it is easier for me to do at this point because I have been um, habitually meditating for multiple years now. And... I just want to encourage you guys to A, start a mindfulness practice and B, maybe try to add that Dale tool, we'll call it the Dale tool, into your tool bag and think of a name. And if you do this, tag me on social media, Instagram, at nick.carlisle, that is. Tag me and let me know how it goes. I'm super curious because it's helped me. And this is, this is old wisdom. This has been around. I've, I've heard this before, but I've never really tried to implement it. And recently I just, things just clicked for me and it's actually really helping me. And, um, I just want to spread that. So you might come across it in a book or other podcasts or something like that. It's all the same thing. Everyone's saying the same thing. If you guys haven't noticed by now, everyone's saying the same thing from different viewpoints, but, um, I don't know. That's another rabbit hole. All right, guys, I hope this helps. I love you all. I appreciate you all. Peace. A special thanks to King's Kaleidoscope for the music heard throughout this episode. Also, a big shout out to Capital Floats, aka my favorite sensory deprivation and float tank facility in Northern California. I'm a frequent user there, and the experience is always transformative to say the least. If you're interested in floating and live in Northern Cal, make sure you use promo code LIFEENCHANTED with no spaces at checkout on their website. You'll save a whopping 40% off your first float and you will not find that deal anywhere else. Also, in regards to some of the content shared in these episodes, make sure you always consult your doctor before making any sudden diet or lifestyle changes. If you're interested in connecting with me, you can find me on Instagram at nick.carlisle or send me an email nick at mylifeenchanted.com.